Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Friday morning at Wax at the shank of the day, it's chore time this morning. Bob and Jill with you as we take a look at what's going on in agriculture and weather and all kinds of other things, including sports, high school sports. Chai High volleyball team, Chippewa Falls volleyball team was not at the state tournament uh, volleyball tournament and got oh so close. Jill, what's the story there quickly? They lost they ended up losing after five sets. Oh man, so they what, took it to the distance. They took it the distance. Pretty well, impressive if you ask me. Yeah, all the way to five sets, but congratulations to Chai High for getting there. McDonald's still playing Bloomer St. Croix Falls, so good luck to them. Don't forget tomorrow night, Saturday night into Sunday morning, turn your clocks back as we go off daylight saving time. We'll get an update on uh, Mr. Vilsack. Tom Vilsack, our U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, was in Kadat up at Crescent Meats yesterday. and What he was talking about, Jill was there for that. We'll get an update on ethanol and, of course, Brent will be along. He's still busy. The crops aren't off yet, so Brent Wink will be with us. He's on the way over here. I don't know if he's driving through rain or not, but there's definitely rain in the forecast as we uh, take a look at that. And you had a meeting again last night down in Osseo to form a uh, kind of a, an FFA alumni group? FFA alumni down in Osseo Fairchild. How'd that go? <laughs> Heidi Stry, of course, is a state officer from Osseo Fairchild this year. She is. Um, we got together. There was, oh my gosh, 30, 35 people there. Good, good, good. A lot of excitement and a lot of uh, support leading out there and talking about how to get more people into it and sure. help out the new ag teacher down there, All right. Amelia and Hayden. More more meetings scheduled or is that to, to be determined when or whatever? She said she'd like to check in with us about every other month. All so right. I yeah. don't know what that's going to look like. but Well, you got to get a get it organized, get a formal charter and then really get involved. So that'll be good. Yep, and she's quite the grant writer, so I think she's got us all taken care of. Oh, that's good. So uh, good things down there at Osseo Fairchild, uh, putting together an alumni group to support the FFA chapter down there. 
And uh, we'll talk about uh, that, uh, Wisconsin and USDA, not just this uh, meat situation, but a food program, program getting together, and also uh, a couple of dairy groups getting together in the upper Midwest here for policy issues, and one taking the lead on that. We'll talk about that. And lots of things to do, including your chance to win a half a hog. That's right. It's a kind of a, a thank you from the farm department to uh, you out there in the country or wherever. Our farm team is giving the gift of pork this season. You can win a half a hog and a chest freezer to put it in, courtesy of Smith Brothers Meats of Colby and Abbotsford Appliance. So you see those folks. Thank them for that. Now, how do you win? All you have to do is go to Midwest Farm Report tab at waxradio.com. So waxradio.com. Then go to the Midwest Farm Report tab, and uh, or you can go on your app to register. It's that simple. So thank you to all the farmers in our wax listening area from uh, yours truly, Jill and Kristen here in the farm department at Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. going to be kind of a wet day today. Rain is moving in. We're 50 degrees right now. The high temperature today, 45. So what does that tell you? <laughs> the weather is a-changing. And again, the heavy rains are going to be off to the east and south of Eau Claire. I mean, they're looking at over in Wausau, Wisconsin Rapids. Maybe when this is all done, over two inches. Madison down two and a half inches. Uh, around this area in Eau Claire, little over an inch probably over the next day or two, but it's going to start raining. It's, uh, you just stuck your head out the window or out the door, rather. What'd you find? Just... It wasn't raining right at the time, but the blacktop was all wet. All so. right, so there's some drizzle out there now in Eau Claire, but again, that rain is uh, is coming if it's not here yet. Kind of a rainy day today, 45 the high, 45 tomorrow with more rain. Then partly cloudy on Sunday, low 50s, Monday partly cloudy, Tuesday, 55 and cloudy. Wednesday, 66 and cloudy. November is the cloudiest month of the year. and looks like it's going to start living up to its name and its reputation. 50 degrees right now. Enjoy it because it's going to cool off from there. Rain. If it's not here yet, it's on the way. Don't forget to turn your clock back Saturday night when you go to bed. We get an extra hour of sleep. We're going off daylight saving time for a few months. Minute after five, this is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The White House says U.S. Embassy officials in Russia met with jailed WNBA star Brittany Griner. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters aboard Air Force One yesterday that Griner is doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances. Griner was arrested at an airport in Moscow early this year after Russian officials said she was carrying vape carts containing cannabis oil in her luggage. The Democrats' lead has shrunk to two points on the congressional ballot, according to a new poll. More from Mark Mayfield. The poll found 46% of voters said they would vote for their district's Democratic candidate, while 44% said they would vote Republican. The Republican Party has gained momentum in the final weeks of the midterm elections. A different poll from the Wall Street Journal found Republicans have already closed the gap. 
The Astros are one win away from winning the World Series. Houston edged the Phillies 3-2 in Game 5 of the Fall Classic in Philadelphia. Rookie Jeremy Pena finished with three hits and two RBIs, including a go-ahead solo homer in the fourth inning. Houston would hold the lead from that point on as it took a 3-2 lead in the series. The Phillies will look to force a winner-take-all Game 7 when the series shifts back to Houston on Saturday night. It's looking like a slower holiday shopping season this year. The National Retail Federation said holiday sales through December will probably rise between 6 and 8 percent, which factoring in inflation is actually a decline. Last year, consumers shopped early and spent more as companies dealt with empty shelves and shipping delays. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You don't see any rain out there yet. Hang on, it's coming. In central Wisconsin, down to southern and eastern parts of our listening area, it's going to get wet as, we, wet, rather, as we said. Wausau, Wisconsin, Rapids, Stevens Point. Could see as much as, oh, two and a quarter inches. Madison, two and a half. Around an inch in Eau Claire. Man, I got a bad throat this morning. But rain in the forecast today, and 45 for the highest 50 right now. More rain tomorrow, partly cloudy on Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, it'll be back to 66 before it cools off again. Right now, it's uh, 44 in Rice Lake. Medford's 58, and this is going to cool off. When I came in, it was 55 degrees in Eau Claire. Now it's down to 50. So the temperatures you got now, as the front gets closer, and it's right over Eau Claire right now, moving off to the east and the southeast, it will get cooler, but uh, it's nice right now. 64 in Wausau, Marshfield at 63, 61 in La Crosse, Green Bay 64, Madison, Sun Prairie 63, 65 in Milwaukee, but again, like we said, it's cooling off. It's uh, down to 50 in Eau Claire. We'll take a look at some market numbers next. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, our market look brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance and uh, Joe Cash Livestock on a Friday morning. Choice fed beefsters are 145 to 157 with mixed 90 to 142. Choice fed beef heifers are 145 to 154 with mixed at 84 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 142 with select and silage fed at 77 to 127. Cows are 65 to 105. Bulls are 75 to 105 with butcher hogs at 58 to 95. Sows are 59 to 60 and a half. Boars are 22 to 39. Shorn market lambs are 95 to 106. Unshorn market lambs are 95 to 105. Feeder lambs are 50 to 207. Ewes are 35 to 95. Small goats are 10 to $165. Medium goats are 100 to $220. Large goats are $125 to $380. And nanny goats are 25 to $220. Sounds like a hospital ward in here this morning. Let's... I think it was catchy. Yeah, I think so. Let's take a look at what happened in the livestock futures yesterday. Mostly lower as we take a look at these prices. Now, December live cattle... Did close at one fifty one ninety five. That was up fifty five. But then February down two at one fifty four eighty seven. April down twenty at one fifty eight thirty. And June live cattle one fifty four oh two. That was down seventeen. 
Feeder cattle lower across the board. November 178 even. That's down 92. January 179.42. That's down 57. March 181.77 down 15. April 184.75 down 42. And May feeder cattle closed 187.30 down 67. Late hog carcass contracts. December 83.37 up 7. February 87.17 down 2. April hogs 92.55 down a dime. And May at 97.22 down 12. On the board of trade, corn and beans were lower yesterday with that interest rate hike and also uh, what's been going on in the Ukraine. We're going to have exports. We're going to have not. Traders are a little confused, so they were a little lower. Overnight, though, they bounced back a little bit. December corn up three overnight at 682. The oats up two to three at 387. December wheat up six at 846. March soybeans up eight cents at 1452. And December meal up 380 a ton at 41810. Dairy markets bounced back yesterday. Barrel cheese up a half a cent, one ninety-seven and a half. Blocks up three and a quarter to two hundred one. Butter, after being down about a half a dollar or better the last three or four days, up five and three quarter yesterday. Butter closed at two sixty-six and three quarters. November class three up nineteen at twenty eighty-seven. December up eighty-one at nineteen eighty-seven. January up fifty-five at nineteen forty-five. February up forty-two at nineteen sixty-nine. And March up 36 at 1986. So that's the way the markets look this morning. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Joe was with Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack yesterday in the Kanad area. We're going to get an update on what that was all about next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, rain on the way. If you're not seeing it yet, you will. Pretty rainy today and tomorrow, it looks like. Well, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack was in Wisconsin yesterday, and uh, Joe, you caught up with him in the Kadat area. Give us the background of what's going on here. Well, he did an afternoon visit at Crescent Meats near Kadat. He was there along with White House Domestic Policy Director Susan Rice to recognize the area as a Rural Partners Network community and talk about the Biden administration's emphasis on the meat and poultry processing expansion program. That processing expansion plan amounts to $223 million in grants and loans in 19 states and is expected to eventually lead to beef and pork processing expansion by 500,000 head a year and poultry processing to handle 34 million more birds each year. Like I said, we were up at Crescent Meats. They made an application for a grant. They're going to really be expanding their facilities and i talked to i got a question into ag secretary tom vilsack and my question was talked about asking if these grants were going to help smaller processors compete with the big four but he had kind of a unique answer so that's what i have not only compete but expand capacity and create there are two, two aspects of this it enables farmers a choice I mean, farmers in many parts of the country today uh, have one place where they can market their beef. Uh, they take the price that's offered. They have no capacity to say, well, I'm going to go search for a better price or a better opportunity. Uh, by expanding processing capacity, we're creating competition. So farmers, hopefully, over time, will have multiple opportunities and options. Um, this particular project is really about branding. Uh, because 
farmers are now learning that there is an opportunity for them to market their own individually produced livestock. So they create, in essence, their own brand. Um, they don't just sell it to a grocery store that sticks the Safeway uh, label on it. They stick their family farm label on it. And then they essentially use uh, internet, they use uh, online marketing to say, hey, if you're interested in high quality mignon or ribeyes or whatever, purchase from us and then we'll ship it anywhere in the country. And again, that's Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, obviously not the most uh, accommodating place to be doing interviews in a, in a meat packing plant So uh, and get comments from them. And so, uh, again, but basically, what was he saying? He was saying that it was just these grants were going to allow processors to expand their businesses and allow farmers to have more of a choice on where they send their product. And the branding part of it is... Um, you can go buy something, go buy a piece of meat from a certain farm. So really promoting yourself and the quality products that you produce. All right. So, uh, again, that's the program. He, he said we're not going to put the big four or five out of business. It's oh, just going to be an alternative. Absolutely. It's just going to give farmers another choice to market their product. And you did talk to the folks at Crescent Meats. I did. I talked to uh, Wayne Lutzbau. And I got an interview with him that we'll put on on Monday. All right, and hear what his expansion plans are and how much money he got in the grant process and, uh, you know, what's going on. There's a real emphasis, and I hope you've uh, paid attention because we've covered a lot of it as far as what's going on to, to train more folks to get involved in the meat processing industry here in Wisconsin from grants like that from USDA from state efforts to uh, go to UW-River Falls and get trained in the meat processing industry. So there's a tremendous emphasis on getting more plant capacity when COVID hit and closed down all those big plants. It really uh, woke some people up as to how limited we are as far as meat processing and to be able to expand it here in Wisconsin. The emphasis is uh, very, very strong on what's going on. So uh, that's happening. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll take a look at some other news. Uh, Wisconsin tying up with the USDA and other stuff, too, next here on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And uh, we've got more news to take a look at. We are going to uh, take a look at a new partnership between... Wisconsin and DATCAP over and above what the Secretary did yesterday. But uh, before you do that, those uh, prices of wheat and grain today. Ooh, I got my papers messed up. Wheat and grain, Chip Falls loc- at location corn at, there is at 632 and soybeans are at 1376. And Connorsville corn is at 632 with soybeans at 1366. Now, what's that other partnership between the Wisconsin and the USDA? So a new $2.94 million partnership between the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection and the USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service has been set up. Together, they are creating the Wisconsin Local Food Purchasing Agreement Program. That program is designed to strengthen local and regional food systems, support Wisconsin farmers, and distribute fresh, locally produced food to underserved communities. And that's a program that uh, we'll continue to watch as well. Secretary Romanski was there yesterday in Kadat with you? Yes, he was. All right. And, and I, I got some more information about the meat processing 
money that's going out from the state. All right. So, again, a real emphasis on expanding and helping our meat processors expand, modernize, find more help, train more people into the meat processing industry, and uh, hopefully it's all successful because, uh, you know, the big packers have uh, pretty much a, a corner on the market, no question. Coming up, an update on the ethanol industry. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The ethanol industry focused on E15 around the country. Is it going to be expanded and what will it mean? But the ethanol industry is very important here in Wisconsin. Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And uh, Stephanie, ethanol is really plants all over Wisconsin. How are they doing? Well, I think they're I think they're doing pretty good, Bob. I didn't realize just how many moving parts there are to watch out for if you are an ethanol producer. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Between the price of gas, consumer demand, the high corn markets, even their most recent headlines, it all influences the renewable fuel market. Neil Kemet is the president of Ace Ethanol in Stanley and Fox River Valley Ethanol in Oshkosh. He tells me that this year's corn crop looks excellent, and if the ethanol plants can get past transportation or supply chain obstacles, there is an opportunity for growth. Neil first walks me through just what's been influencing today's fuel prices. Yeah, I mean, volatility seems to be one of the, the key words for 2022, uh, and obviously fuel prices have been about as volatile as anything. So, yeah, it, fuel prices obviously have been whipsawing all around. It seems even more susceptible these days to the latest headlines. You know, fuel prices are rising, OPEC's cutting production, uh, Biden's releasing from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Fuel prices are going down. So it seems like there's a little bit more in play these days than supply and demand because the market is, is so volatile and it's moving so drastically based upon the news. Obviously, you've got the war going on over in Ukraine. And, and, and so there's just so much news out there right now. Um, it has caused a lot of volatility. And when the prices are going up, obviously, consumers are price conscious. Inflation is real high. And when those prices rise, consumer demand declines, driving demand goes down, and obviously that affects renewable fuels because uh, the vast majority of our renewable fuels gets blended into U.S. gasoline. So we're also very susceptible to what those fuel prices are, and the demand for our product is going to be largely dependent upon um, what gasoline prices are. Do blenders ever get more interested in ethanol when the gas price is high? Is that kind of a window of opportunity for you? Generally speaking, ethanol is at a is is a value product when compared to gasoline. So we're almost always at a discount to gasoline, but uh, sometimes substantially so. Especially when the market was, you know, four and five dollars, ethanol was at a at well over a two dollar discount. So um, you know, E10 is everywhere, but you tend to see more interest in E15. You saw some of the spreads between E10 and 15 broaden out to a 10, 15 cent discount. So we saw a lot of extra demand coming from E15 when those prices did blow out like that. But, you know, the other side of that is while there's more being blended into the gasoline, there's less gasoline being consumed. So you're gaining ground on one hand, but you're losing ground on the other. Not only that, but you also have high input costs, I'd assume, as well now. I mean, corn prices are up. How are you navigating that field? 
Yeah, corn prices are definitely up, and, and it's, it's completely understandable because if you take a look at the input costs uh, that the farmers are paying, what they're paying for seed, uh, what they're paying for fuel, for fertilizer, you know, their costs are up. You know, I read one report where, you know, the average consumer report, you know, you know we're showing inflation at 8.5%, where farm inflation was north of 30% for a lot of their input. So, you know, it's pretty understandable that corn prices are going to be higher. Um, but one, what's really impacted us, I'd say even to a greater degree, was, you know, our chemical costs are up substantially. Our enzyme costs are up substantially. Transportation has been very volatile as well this year. So we've had issues with transportation, getting our product to marketplace, supply chain issues, issues getting in spare parts. So while corn prices are up, you know, natural gas prices are up substantially also this year. We're going to pay probably double this year what we paid in natural gas prices last year. So, you know, the corn we're used to and um, we hedge and we have risk management tools for dealing with that. It's all the other pieces of the of the inputs and the supply chain that are really outside of our control as well that have have really made this year difficult. Give us a sense, where does your ethanol go? I mean, are you primarily domestic? Do you have an international market? We have roughly 50 to 60% of our ethanol. Now, we have two ethanol plants, one in Stanley, Wisconsin, and one in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So uh, probably closer to 60% of our ethanol is domestic, and the rest of it is exported to Canada. It's been in the headlines, potential rail strikes, Mississippi River levels causing backlogs in barge movement, and trucker shortages. Can you tell us how this is influencing how you're moving your ethanol, both in Stanley and in Oshkosh? Well, it's not just ethanol. It's, uh, it's our other products like distillers grains as well, which is, you know, you know, 30, you know 25 to 30% of our revenue is from our, our feed product, our distillers grains and our corn oil. So those are also important outputs for us, too. So... If you talk about a potential rail strike, 90, I think a stat just came out that through the first half of the year or something like that, 95% of the ethanol that moved in the United States moved by a rail. So if you see a rail strike, you know, the, the writing's kind of on the wall there. If, you're, if your industry is moving 95% of your product by a rail and you have a rail strike, um, obviously your destination, your customers... They'll have some days of supply, but they'll start rapidly eating into that inventory. And then, you know, obviously at the production facilities you have some storage, but most ethanol plants only have about 10 days storage, and then they'll be shutting down because their tanks will be full. So, you know, a, a prolonged rail strike would have a devastating impact on, on the ethanol industry. At, in ACE, we do rail out most of our product. Fox is truck, so... We do have one plant that would be relatively insulated from a rail strike, at least initially. Um, but, you know, eventually that would, you know, come back to haunt them, too. Now, the Mississippi River water levels are running at historically low levels. And what that's doing, it's, it's, it's really impeding products moving, obviously, in both directions on the Mississippi River. One of the, the main products that moves on the Mississippi River is distiller's grains. So... We're, not only is there not corn moving down the Mississippi, but there isn't distillers grains moving down. So we're starting to see a huge backup of product in the Midwest. And distillers grain prices, you know, usually this time of year, they're, they're rebounding because in the summer a lot of animals graze, uh, feedlot feedings go down. So 
distiller's brain, grains gets a little softer, the price, demand gets softer, price gets softer over the summer. That usually rebounds this time of year, but you're not seeing that because some of our product is obviously exported, and our ability to export as an industry is being dramatically affected by the levels on the Mississippi. Let's shift the conversation to production today. How are things going right now at the plant? Are you at capacity? How's employment? Okay, so we're just, uh, we had enough corn bought through, old crop corn bought through, so to, to get us through to harvest. So we're still running effectively at full rates. We're doing our, our boiler shutdown. Um, but other than that, the plants are basically operating at full rates. And we're expecting a pretty good harvest here this year. So we're expecting to hopefully have a, uh, have, have a pretty decent campaign here over the next 12 months. Uh, employment is certainly tough. It's a very tough labor market. It seems to be a little better lately, but certainly, you know, hiring over the last uh, um, six to 12 months has been has been challenging, clearly. And again, that's Neil Kemet from out at uh, Ace Ethanol in Stanley and in the facility they have over in the eastern part of the state. And I know railroads, uh, that ethanol, goes from there by railroad up to Canada. And if they have a railroad strike, like he said, that would be very, very devastating indeed. So, again, hopefully the they get this all done. You know, they announced early, ah, oh, the settlement, the, uh, the unions agreed to it. they got about a dozen unions that have got to agree to these things with the railroads. And, uh, again, not all of them have. So it's a, it's a challenge going forward no question about it and uh, we'll take a look at some news we got weather markets brent's here it's a busy friday morning at wax wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report we'll catch up with mike dandry here and get our weather update in a moment uh, he's going to tell you it's going to get wet around here brent just walked in on a friday morning brent you uh motor over from the glenwood city area did you have to use your windshield wipers a lot this morning? Yeah, it seemed like uh, between Wilson and Menominee, this hit a little band of showers, and then it kind of nothing again from Menominee to Eau Claire, but it's a streak running through there. Gal, I'm a weatherman now. Yeah, there you are. And it <laughs> Look moisture. out, is it raining? Yep, it's going to rain today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 100% forecast. Yeah, I think are a little more involved. Forecast. Yep. All right, uh, Brent will be along. We'll talk more about the crops and uh, how much we need rain, which we do need. But in the meantime, before we get to our weather, let's get to some news. Morgan McCarthy joins us on this Friday morning. Good morning, Morgan. Political price tag is plump. This year's midterm elections may be the most expensive ever. Meanwhile, Milwaukee's deputy elections director is out of a job and under investigation in a ballot fraud case. Milwaukee's mayor yesterday said he fired Milwaukee Election Commission Deputy Director Kimberly Zapata after she admitted that she sent three fake military ballots to a Republican state representative, Janelle Branchen. It does not matter to me that the city of Milwaukee ballots uh, were not a part of this. Nor does it matter that there was no attempt to vote illegally or tamper with any election results. Johnson says that Zapata has already been fired and her access to the city's election system has been terminated. It's unclear if charges will be filed in that case. We have some more answers about last winter's drowning death of a UW lacrosse student who was missing for weeks. The medical examiner in lacrosse yesterday said 25-year-old Hamoud Fall had a very high level of alcohol in his system when he drowned in the Mississippi River in February. Fall, who graduated from Sun Prairie High School, was missing 
until firefighters found his body in the Mississippi River in March. As we get closer to the <gasps> turdy pointer, the DNR reminds hunters about safety ahead of this month's deer season. More information online, 715newsroom.com. And it seems that the deer are still not using those convenient crossing signs that we put up along the road. Just a friendly reminder, be extra careful while driving. There's a new report that says those deer crashes actually increased by 16% after daylight saving time ends here in the Midwest, which, of course, is this weekend. So a reminder to set those clocks and watch, not just at those dawn and dusk times. This time of the year, it could happen any time during the day. And if you see one deer, assume that there's another one following it. DNR Deer Program Director Jeff Pritzel there are going on to say that it's important to drive defensively. Remember the reminder, you don't want to swerve to avoid striking a deer instead. Hitting that, that deer... Um, and um, keeping control of the vehicle is a better option than, than trying to avoid the deer and losing control of the vehicle. Wisconsin averages about 20,000 vehicle deer collisions annually. And away from the road and into the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's a, well, it's a question mark, but we might have more answers about those UFOs soon. The report describes recent incidents of UFOs and the explanations behind the sightings, including drone flights, weather balloons, and optical illusions. The report could reveal if any of the phenomena may be of alien origin or even advanced spy aircraft flown by other countries. I'm Mark Mayfield. And back here on planet Earth, we go to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. And that number is 20,001 deer vehicle crashes because of crash welky what'd you do i hit a deer last night with the farm truck with the farm truck i've driven that truck for 150,000 miles and never <laughs> done it you did it about 2,000 and you, crashed it up you have not because it's not got a hundred thousand on it yet. well between that and the old one i have plenty of miles on it but uh well, yeah so just an example i'm seriously those deer come out of nowhere and uh, boy they can get on you in a hurry so be careful. I don't know if we'll take it out of our check or not, but we'll find out. All right, we got uh, more important things to do. That's to find out about the weather because it does seem like it is changing. Weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean this morning. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13, and uh, it's getting wet around here. Moisture we can use, Mike. Absolutely. My gosh, when you look at the drought monitor, of course, between this week and last week, there wasn't a huge change, but you see a lot of D1 and even some D2 drought, and it just makes you think, like, wow, we could really use some moisture. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and also, as you mentioned, too, it, it gives some of those farmers a little bit of a break from what's been a very busy harvest. But and, uh, uh, that harvest is going to continue. Well, I'm sure the combines are probably stay in the shed today until next week but it's uh, it's going pretty well too yeah absolutely and uh, today i mean we'll have clouds hanging around throughout the day and temperatures mostly hanging out into the mid 40s and we'll have on and off chances at some showers possibly some thunderstorms as well now later tonight rain continues lows around the low 40s we'll have just a light wind mostly out of the north and that is also going to keep things a little cooler for the next couple of days tomorrow rain chances continue into the early afternoon highs around the mid 40s still hanging on to some cloud cover and winds start to pick up a little bit once again sunday start to see a little bit more sunshine highs into the low 50s clearing out sunday night and lows right around the upper 20s and low 30s monday sunny but cooler upper 40s for our highs before shower chances return to the forecast on tuesday and wednesday highs into the mid 50s on tuesday low 60s on wednesday we start to cool down a little bit on thursday but that's ahead of Yet another, quite a bit of a cool down uh, heading into Friday of next week. But right now, our temperatures have been dipping a little bit as we do have a few showers and a temperature right now of 49 degrees in Eau Claire. All right, we're going down and 
45 <laughs> during daylight hours, huh? Yep, going down and pretty much staying there. All right. Thanks, Mike. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. You too, Bob. There he goes. Mike Dandrea over there at Skywarn 13 with our Weather on Wax, brought to you by the good folks at Chippewa Valley Bean. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, uh, weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean and uh, includes a look at at rain. And uh, Dennis Will got his October rainfall report into us. What do you say? He says they had one point one inch and six hundredths, one and six hundredths inch of rain and two tenths of an inch of snow. And the other two days were a trace of snow, and that was and it was the driest month of the year. Yeah, Dennis Will over there in the Colby area. Did you give any crop progress report on there or not? Tell us how his, how his harvest is going. Um, with it being this dry, the corn is good and plows a lot easier than I thought it would. All right, so getting some fall tillage done as well. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis Will over there in the Colby area keeps us updated over there. But uh, over in that area today, we're going to get some rain. Could be as much as a couple inches between today and tomorrow. We've got some more farm news to look at. We've got markets. Brent's here, too, on a Friday morning at WAC. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 21 minutes now before 6 o'clock and more news in the world of agriculture. Joe, what else is going on? Grain traders have been more than a little confused by what's going on at the Russian-Ukraine war and what's happening to ag exports from that region. Earlier, Russian officials said they were backing out of a deal to continue Ukrainian grain exports. But after Turkey and the United Nations got involved, Kremlin officials now say they are supporting moving ahead with those shipments. Observers report Russia is back on board with those exports because they have gotten guarantees from Ukraine that the safe passage routes wouldn't be subject to military action. But Russian President Putin also said Russia could still get out of the deal if Ukraine violates the agreement. And two dairy groups have put together an agreement that they hope to give, will give Upper Midwest more clout when it comes to dairy policy. Edge Farm, Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, headquartered in eastern Wisconsin, and the Minnesota Milk Producers Association announced that agreement earlier this week. The deal means Edge will take over dairy policy for, for Minnesota milk when it comes to national dairy policy. Minnesota milk officials say it would allow them more time and effort to focus on state-related dairy issues. All right, and of course, uh, the new farm bill being written and the meeting here both three, four weeks ago and. Kansas City having to do a dairy policy where the dairy industry came together as far as modernizing federal milk marketing orders. Edge uh, very much involved in that process, uh, offering real input from real dairy farmers, which is uh, so very important. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow night when you go to bed, turn your clocks back because we go off daylight saving time next week. All right, we've got uh, anything on the calendar because, again, when we get into this busy harvest season, um, well, maybe have some meals or church meals or other activities. What else is going on? Anything, Joe? There's an all-you-can-eat fish oh, fry. I spoke just at the right time. It's food time. <laughs> well, you brought it up. Absolutely. <laughs> There's an all-you-can-eat fish fry at St. Olaf Parish in Eau Claire on the 4th. So tonight, Friday night, beer-battered fish 
and it's uh, walk-ups and carry-outs are available, so you can go in and eat, or you can carry it out, serving from 4 to 7 tonight. I haven't been there, but that's a really, I go, you know, once or twice a year when they have those all winter long. They're very, very good, that's for sure. Any other meetings or deadlines coming up that uh, we need to be aware of? I know uh, the opportunity is there to to get involved in a, in a, a lot of different things. They're starting to plan Farm Technology Days uh, next summer, and uh, it's coming up uh, down in Bear or not Bear in Baraboo, and I know it's going to be a July show as they uh, take a look at uh, some of the goings on that are going to be happening in Farm Technology Days. It'll be held at the Steam Engine Park down there, Badger Steam Engine Club or something. Yeah, there it's down there. There's going to be tours. There's going to be Taste of Wisconsin, Innovation Square. So a lot of volunteers needed to run next year's show. And it will be held uh, where and what are the dates, I guess, the most? But I know it's July. Do July the- 18th through the 20th, the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club's grounds in Baraboo, Sauk County. All right. And they'll have tours to farms around uh, around that area. So, again, Farm Technology Day moving forward and then 2024 in Chippewa County. Probably an August show in Chippewa County. So we'll have a little change there. 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got things to do, like get to the markets. We'll do that next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six, 50 degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and efforts dollar twenty to a dollar forty five. Choice dairy cross steers and efforts dollar twenty to a dollar forty. Hilding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar thirty to a dollar forty. Choice Holstein steers dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar fourteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from sixty seven to seventy seven. We had a top of eighty. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty to sixty six. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from forty nine and down. Cold bulls sold from eighty to ninety five. Thin full horn lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $50 to $105 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $225 per head. Just a quick reminder, our next special feeder sale is today, Friday, November 4th, starting at noon. This is a red-hided sale and special bred beef cow sale. We will sell all classes of feeders at this sale. We're expecting around 400 head of beef and dairy feeders and 50 to 60 bred beef cows for this sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's head over east where I think they're going to get a little wetter than we are in the west. Over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. How you doing? You're looking for some moisture, aren't you? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Uh, yes, we are. I know there's a lot of field work to still be done, but we, we're not critically dry. But, I mean, certainly two inches of rain would be well received. And I, I, before we do the report, I was kind of wondering when... Uh, when are we going to have that uh, big venison feed down by Jill now? You know, she had a deer, right? <laughs> I think she, she wrecked the car and she didn't even get the deer. The deer got away. What kind of a deal is that? Man, oh, man. So she struck out in more ways than one. But uh, we don't even well, have it, venison. On the serious side, though, they are out there yes, all over. And I mean, this is, uh, so be careful. And I, uh, 
I continually try to lobby to get a longer deer season, but I guess that's in vain, too. But they're, they're good luck to all the hunters because there's plenty of them. Yeah, there certainly are. There's lots of deer out there. Well, wrap up the week over at Stratford. I better do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here in Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the cow market yesterday, conventional market cows. And a little bit of a weaker trend yesterday, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows yesterday's sale from 70 to 80. And again, earlier in the week, we did see the cow market top from 84 all the way up to 88. That was on Monday's auction. Uh, most of the cows this week sold between 50 and 70, and your thinner cows, uh, those are below the $50 money. On the organic market, uh, we sell those on Tuesday, good quality organic cows. Uh, high yielders were selling from 87 to 109. Uh, low yielding organic cows below 85. Uh, now back to the fed cattle market. Uh, choice grading Holstein steers this week. Uh, we're selling mostly from $1.17 to $1.32. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, 114 and below. On the bull trade, better quality bulls mostly from uh, 85 to $1, topping at $1.05. Lighter weight bulls, 82 and below. On the calf market, good quality, 9230 pound Holstein bull calves. Uh, selling mostly from 70 to 150 uh, extreme top in the bull calves this week, for, uh, that was at 190 Heifer calves, fairly limited demand, $40 and below. Good demand on these beef calves, 150 to 350 uh, Weekly top on those at 370 And uh, for marketing week, uh, next week here at Equity Stratford, of course, our Monday auction does start around 10 o'clock. Uh, next Tuesday will be our next hay and bedding auction. Um, and our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. November the 9th. So anyway, Bob, that's where we have the folks uh, for uh, this morning here, and you guys enjoy the weekend. Uh, and like I said, there is a lot of stuff being, a lot of, a lot of beans, a lot of corn being taken off, but uh, we certainly need the rain, and uh, uh, so hopefully we'll get something. And, well, I tell you, it's not so serious around here, but, boy, we have some issues on the Mississippi, don't we? Oh, boy, yeah, we need moisture to fill up that Mississippi. I mean, feel like the feel like the good lord you could walk across water because there isn't any there in some places so hopefully uh we'll get some moisture and get that river up it's critical this time of the year that's for sure hey joe have a good one you too bob and uh, you're gonna go to madison tomorrow or? you bet i'll go to madison dumb enough to sit in the rain but uh, that's okay i've done it before we'll talk to you next week you guys have a nice weekend thank you there he goes that's jerry fitzgerald over at the equity stratford sale barn Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Brent's with us, but before we do that, let's take a look at the markets. Corn and beans were lower yesterday. Interest rate hike, Ukraine situation, harvest progress, but overnight a little better. December corn up three cents overnight at 682. The oats up two to three at 387. December wheat up six at 846. March soybeans up eight cents, 1452. Meal for December up 380 a ton at $418.10. Country elevators. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 632 with soybeans at 1376. At the Connersville location, corn's at 632 with soybeans at 1366. And on our DTN screen at Golden Plump today, corn 642. At Baldwin and Mondovi, 628 on the corn, 1351 on the beans. Duran, 617 and 1341. Elmwood has the corn at 628, the beans 1356. Fall Creek, 613 on the corn, 1316 on the beans. And at Osseo, the corn is 633, beans 1356. Out at Elk Mound, the corn is 628, beans 1360. Sparta, 626 and 1347. Ellsworth, corn, 608. Soybeans, 1301 at the ethanol plants. Corn at Boyceville, 632. Stanley, 633. New Richmond, 630. Barrel cheese up a half, 197 and a half. The blocks up three and a quarter at 201. 
butter up five and three quarters after dropping over a half a dollar earlier this week, sitting at two sixty six and three quarters. Class three also higher. November up nineteen at twenty eighty seven. December up eighty one at nineteen eighty seven. January up fifty five at nineteen forty five. February up forty two at nineteen sixty nine. March up thirty six at nineteen eighty six. It's a Friday morning. We're still in the planting, growing, and harvesting season. That means Brent Wink is with us on our uh, Covering the Crops program, brought to you by Winfield United, the uh, Ag Division of Land Lakes. And, uh, again, we need some rain, don't we? Yeah, there's a lot of areas that, that really could use some rain and kind of replenish it here this fall. I know uh, on our farm and several other people I've talked to, fall tillage, uh, the points or your, your plow points or uh, uh, points on your tillage equipment kind of burn off a little quicker when it's this dry and mm-hmm. and uh, soil moistures like they are. So hopefully we get a little bit, get things replenished. My goodness, the harvest has been incredible for the weather we've had. A little rocky here this week, but I, I know a lot of people kind of getting things wrapped up. And yeah, there's still, but there's still a lot of corn to go. Yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of where where our system is at. You know, a lot of the plots and things have came off. The answer plots have now we're. This week we were able to get a look at some of the uh, large farm trials and and some of the fungicide trials that we had, and just taking a look at some of those and uh, a couple of the the ones that I had the opportunity to take off this week in, involved uh, Miravis Neo, a product from Syngenta. There's three four other companies' products as well that do an excellent job with some of these premium fungicides. But it's fun to see what we talked about all year kind of come to life in the field and just looking at the visuals of the corn plants you could see a lot healthier plant at harvest you could see almost still see some of the green left in the leaves uh before it had uh, froze in those fields so definitely the the harvest ability was a lot better with it and the yield was there on on several of the trials we were seeing double digit yield gains you know 10 to, to 14 bushel um so certainly that data will share more of that as we have grower meetings and post-harvest meetings throughout Alcivia's territory and Synergy Co-op, along with the yield trials and all of that. So just uh, kind, kind of continues to progress along. You continue to see the data come in and uh, able to share that data here as we start making next year's decisions. So that's kind of what we look forward to. But, Bob, we really got to shift gears here for just a second. You know what kind of a Packer fanatic I am. Yep. And so I, I, we're having a tough year, right? So I had to do a quick research to see, you know, when the last time we had a year like this was. And I went all the way back to 1947. The Packers kind of had a losing season. We missed the playoffs. And it dawned on me, there's a special somebody's birthday on Sunday <laughs> that was born in 1947. That was a rough year. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Packers had a tough season. So happy birthday to you, Bob, on Sunday. I hope you enjoy the weekend and the, the great opportunity and uh, uh, maybe bring our Packers a little bit better luck this weekend. Boy, I'll tell you, they, they need more than luck. They need some players. Yes. I'll tell you, they're, they're deficient of talent. Yes. Well, you have yourself a great birthday weekend. You stood me up in the green cart last weekend, so yeah, I don't know what, right. what your plans are it. this weekend, well, but it, enjoy rain. it. It's going to rain. It's going to rain, so yeah, I don't, anyway. I don't need you out there. No, oh, so we'll take, a, we'll take a rain check. All right, that? that sounds good. Well, All happy right. birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it, Brent. Brent Wink with us on our Covering the Crops program, brought to you by Winfield United, the Ag Division 
of Land O'Lakes on a Friday morning. And, again, don't forget to set your clocks back on, uh, well, I get an extra, my birthday is going to be 25 hours. I never thought of that. Did, I know. Did you realize that? I did realize that. I'm like, that's boy, you. Strings. Boy, that's, I guess that's so. That's pulling strings. You're really special. You get a whole extra hour yeah, to celebrate. My birthday is <laughs> going to be 25 hours on Sunday. So we'll we'll see if we can deal with that. But, again, don't forget to turn your clocks back and uh, be prepared for some rain. Uh, it's going to be a month to something this time so enjoy it have a good weekend and uh, again go bucky and uh go packers hopefully i don't know if they both won on the same weekend or not but we'll give it another shot this weekend you've been listening to the midwest farm report available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day brought to you in part by bluff country feed and seed and montovi and the chilson family of brand dealerships chippewa falls and kadok on demand content at waxradio.com you turn that bottle up and drink it crank that jukebox up and hang it bartend for another round here's to our best man Decision, situation, no conditions, or and memories we all need to drown. So fill your cup and raise it up. Jump in and join the club and float this whiskey river reservoir. We're gonna spend the weekend in the deep end of a diving bar. Cause up in here, not the only loving left or lost, and the only one who's ever swam against the tide. It's the safest of the places that a broken heart can find a hide. So here's the toast, coast to coast, with a big old adios. Two wishes wasted on them falling stars. We're gonna spend the weekend in the deep end of a dive bar. Yeah, it's just chapter after chapter of happy never after, but that's just the way the story goes. Just going where the neon glow. Yes, it's chapter after chapter of happy never after, but that's just the way the story goes. Yeah, we're just never quite belong. Sink down to the bottom Doesn't matter who or where you are We're gonna spend the weekend In the deep end The water's fine y'all So just come in To the deep end Of a dive bar Of this dive bar We're talking about a dive bar Central Wisconsin. We're starting your day with music and the Wax Morning Show on Wax 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire. WAXX Eau Claire. 20 in a row. Wax 104.5.